For the listener's discretion, this podcast contains strong language and adult themes that may not be suitable for children. These are not the views of the radio station or its affiliates. Can we stop the arguing? Can we take a moment where we can calm down? It's just so exhausting. Swing it in the wind, go around and round. I know that we won't say sorry. You beg and I plead, but my heart can't be until I feel the vibrations. Wasn't ready. Wasn't I ready. Wasn't ready. I you wasn't know what ready. I like? That song gives me enough time to finish my sandwich. So oh, whatever. <laughs> Your greedy self. Your greedy, greedy self. I'm over here, stomach just growling. Just. I'm growling. sorry. Just growling. And you know what? I'm over here with my Super Bowl rooftop shirt on. Instead, I we're all out of uniform. We're all out of uniform. Yeah, just all out. All out. We've been working busy though. And look, and with my um, Stephanie get bodied, snatch my waist thing. Let me put that up there with our sponsors. I'm okay. just representing everybody else. Everybody, now. yeah, yeah, you I are. I got my yeah. first class candles burning. I have our great hat in the bag. I'm everybody else, everybody else. I'm, I'm trying to figure out about that hat on your head because I like that one. Right. I like that. I love this hat. It feels great. I I don't know who I stole this from. I'm gonna keep it a hundred. Okay, okay, this. okay. I don't see, think I bought see, this. The 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 
we we do not own that statement. You know, you heard the disclaimer in the beginning. Uh, yeah, we have nothing to do with right now. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I, yeah. I think I stole this not like from a store, but from like probably one. Of we don't. We don't need to know. We we don't need to know. Yeah, we we don't. I, I sound like I'm on Law and Order. I'm giving up too many. Details giving up all the details. Sound like you on the first forty-eight. You know. <laughs> now, blur out the face and you like. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> like work around the blurred spot, right? The same hairstyle and everything. Everything. They know now, it's you, Pookie. They know it's you. Now, now I'm going to tell you something about our folks at First Class Candles. What about them? Okay. Uh, they realized, because you and I have been working real hard. You know, I'm representing Barry Jackson over here where you, I... You work hard? But yeah, I work hard. Because I did Barry Jackson and I turned around and went right back and did the rooftop. That's right. And then, and then, and yeah, yeah, you know, that's how we do it. But now I'm going to show you about how the rooftop experience was. Mm -hmm. Michelle Tucker from First Class Consulting, First Class Candles. Yes. Okay. Knew that my wife, being disabled, could not come to the events. Right, right, right. So right. what she did was. She hand delivered. I don't know if y'all can see that. Get it close, man. Get it close. Come on, get lighting, close. man. Come on. You Come used on. to be good with lighting. What you doing? Working on horror films. There it is. See, first class candles. Right. Mm -hmm, first class mm -hmm. candles. Hand delivered. Hand delivered. Hand, hand delivered. Wait, they had the nerve to call me on the phone, text me on the phone, talk about check your front door. Well, you know, it's a good thing I don't live you in the hood. Yeah, you know, what, five oh out there somewhere. You know, you can't tell mm -hmm. that brother right there. Check mm -hmm. the front door. Yeah, no, I'm gonna go out the back door to check the front door. So I ain't trying to. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm not gonna be one of the brothers. Oh, they said go to the front door. You know? Michelle been in the suburbs a little too long. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I love it. That's my twin. I love her, but Lord, been in the suburbs man, like, and I, I had to look time. at it. I had to look at it for a few minutes. Like, check your front door. Hmm. What? Okay, so I'm with no papers. Right. You know, none of that. Mm. But yeah, this this slippers. box came and in the box is a oh, whole bunch right. of God, your presentation skills are horrible. Yeah, we gotta work. Wait, wait, look. look. I don't get Christmas gifts. I don't get nothing. So I mean, you know, for me to be presenting anything. Correct. You Last know, gift I got was Hot Wheels, and I got beat with that the next day. It's so no, so yeah, you know what? Right. Okay. All right. So so after I get I on, you this, hurry it up. We we only have so much. We got a guest. We are okay. to it, bro. Okay. Take all this stuff, all this yeah. stuff is up in here. It's like okay. four hundred candles up in here. No, I all think right. there's like five or six candles. Okay. Wonderful scents. Please patronize the sister. Go to her website. Check out. Because she, she got nothing but love for us. Okay, Absolutely. now I'm going to try and put this box back so now, before I get beat up. For that. While he's doing that, let me tell you, you all can go check out her page over there, First Class Candles, and you will see, uh, because she did, she as First Class Consultant, as Super Bowl AZ, as uh, uh, Million Dollar Mingle, as... Uh, Tim McGee, uh, all of them in, in conjunction with now your girl, you can see me out there telling you what Tim, 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 Tim McAfee. McAfee, okay, thank you. Um, all of them together 
did an excellent job with the rooftop. And you'll see her on there out delivering those boxes to people. He he don't watch the social media, so he had no clue. And um, that's why she had to tell me go to the door. You you concentrate on that because I want you to stay focused on that because Lord have mercy. Uh, we got to get this man more presence. Y'all give him more things so he can have his presentation skills together a little bit. That was about three hours worth. Oh, my gosh. We're going to practice it. We're going to practice it. So. Wait, do we have anybody um, that can, can, can tie a bow? Because I messed up the bow. Let me tell you something else I saw on Michelle's page, and I told her that I'm going to tell you guys about that because you know, wait, let me turn my my candle back here and see you can hardly see the flame now and so let me tell you why because i learned this on one of the posts that she did and she was talking about with your candles she did tips these tips for your candle one she talked about trimming your wick i said trimming my wick i ain't never in my life i am 51 years old i have never trimmed watch your mouth keep concentrating on, on closing your box i said i have never trimmed a wick in my life not one, two, three, four, zero times. I have never trimmed a wick in my life. And then she talked about uh, steadying it or how you set it. And then there was one other thing, which I have forgotten now because I just light the candle. But that's why it's so weak now because I don't do those maintenance things. I spent all this money for the candle, which you know, because you've been here, I didn't spend money on this. It was given to me. However, it is an expensive candle that I love because you guys see it back here. I represent every time on the show, but that's why you can't see it because I don't trim the don't trim the wick. You're supposed to trim your wick and maintain it. See, stop saying that because you got me scared over here. Scared? Go to church. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 she put those on there. So check out the page because she not only sells them, then she gives you tips on how to maintain it. So honey, she's not trying to just have you buy the candle and it go to crap. She's trying to tell you how to maintain it and keep your nice candles that have been handmade for you quality made she's trying to keep them nice so go check that page out over there first class candles darling and this post and then she posts the the pure bliss which you know that's what i have burning of course pure bliss and i went on and on and on about that pure bliss about how you can also dip in there and Put it on your hands and your elbows and you can go into other things for another time maybe a late night show we can talk about that or something um a little bit hey, carol how you doing good to see you good to see you good to see you um but yes first class candles check them out over there i am so proud of you chris for getting that box open and doing everything i see our guest down there in the virtual green room waving down there to him i can see you down there so I look, I am excited, honey. So excited. So excited. Catherine says, love my first class candle. Have you burned your candle yet? Or are you just letting it sit there because the aromas are so strong? You do not have to burn them. You don't even have to burn them to enjoy them. That is a fact. You really don't. That's how. Why is it right there? Explain yourself. Because it makes the room smell good just the way it is. So why is it in your room? Because, see, what you did was, let, let's back up. Because you made that woman hurry up and come get it from me. Telling her, oh, before Moni lights it, for it to end up in your room? Hmm. That's awfully black of you. 
Well, you know, it was Black Black History Month. I wanted to make sure. I, I wanted. To, I wanted to make sure I made Black History. Awfully peculiar that it was hurry up and get it for Moni, and it's in there with you. That's awfully cute. All righty then. Catherine said, "Oh no, I had it burning the first day. I got it, but thank we you. end up after that. Thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. Where is it? It was just in your hand. So interesting. So interesting." Now, see, I won't ask you where you got your hat. You stay out of my candle and where my candle's at. I told you I stole it. Okay, okay. Well, I didn't steal this. It was left in here. And I haven't said anything about it being in here. Interesting. It's just all very interesting. That's all I like to say about it. Okay, okay. Back to what I'm excited about. I'm just a little confused about that. Okay. I'm excited about our guest tonight because you know how I love me some special effects and some horror, honey. Horror. I want to make sure I pronounce that correctly. Horror, because I know how you like to throw things off track sometimes. Uh, let me also say thank you to our WUBI uh, radio and TV listeners out there. We appreciate you guys for hanging there with us and always coming in and holding it down for us. Um, all of those 150 countries out there, whatever language you are listening to us in, we appreciate that. I, I want to go someplace and listen to myself in another language and see how that comes out for me. I, I definitely want to do that. Russia. I'm not touching them. I'm not touching them. Hmm. We're huge in Russia, uh, Nigeria. Um, what other country are we? Uh, I have to think of some of the other ones that we're huge in. But Russia, we're definitely huge in Russia, Ukraine. Um, now, now, now see, see, stop saying we're huge in Russia. Homeland Security be over here monitoring our show. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Come on now. You know, blacks ain't usually huge in Russia. You know what I'm saying? All of a sudden now we and huge you in Russia. Figure out what I am. Yeah, so like we're not big in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, look, I'm world peace. How about that? I could be the person that was born into the world to solve to bring world peace. How about that? That'll make for a good storyline in the movie, but I'm going to tell you right now. That's something. Mm -hmm. Not reality, but a, a, a movie. No, okay. it wouldn't be reality at all. Okay? Not at all. I am probably one of the most peaceful people you'll ever meet. Mm. Mm -hmm. You said it travels. Yeah, that's, you know, she's always trying to come to your defense in, in this nice, sweet way. Instead of just saying he's a thief. It's fine. Mm -hmm. It's fine. I didn't leave it in here, so theoretically, I didn't steal it. But it's in there, in your hands. Okay. I'm not going to argue with you about this candle all night. No, because we'll get back on your hat. And what was that about where it came from? I told you. I don't remember where I stole it from. I said that from the... So basically, day. here's what we have. We have admissions of stealing things. Yes. And then we're big in Russia. And denial of stealing things. Right, right. But then we're big in Russia. Yeah. So I want you to put all these people, just these pieces together. Doesn't it sound like it might be a political conversation? There's the one cat. There's one. Often. There's one cat the that's denying. Often. That's right. But I'm saying one cat's denying something. Then we got somebody over here. We big in Russia, and I stole something. Hmm. Okay. I'm just saying. Maybe it's me. I. You know what I say? You sound like Trump. I was going to start cursing. Liar. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> I'm telling the truth. 
I stole it. <laughs> I stole it. Now you're starting to sound like Nixon. <laughs> yeah, I did it. I did it. But I'm I did it. Yes, I did it. <laughs> well, I'm not a crook. <laughs> I'm not a crook. Woo. I stole it, but I'm not a crook. All right. Two different things. Two different things. And I don't remember where I stole it from. In all and, honesty. and I don't know how that stain got on Monica Lewinsky's dress. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh my God! I figured if we gonna cover the prisoners, I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave the first black president out. Okay, because that was a cat that went on Arsenio, played a sax, and turned around and advi- and, and admitted. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I smoke a joint. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't talk politics <laughs> on here, but the brother was smooth. I'll say that. So now back to what I love, though. Horror, horror, horror. Mm, talking about Bill Clinton, horror, and uh, blood and gore. So. We were that you missed the film festival, so you didn't get to meet him in person. But you, of course, know who he is. I know who he is. Yes, you absolutely do, uh, because you were like, "Who's our guest?" And I ignored you, rolled my eyes, because I was just floored and upset. And then you came to your senses and you said, "Who did you say was here? Who was coming?" I said, "Oh, King, yes." Yeah, and I said, yeah, CKB. I said, because that's what he's getting called by me. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Look, there were so many pictures, so many pictures. I wanted to do so many different flyers. It was like crazy. I was just sitting up in the room. It's like, okay, this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. So I have so many pictures just to show because this man has done so much. So okay. much is just crazy ridiculous. I'll give you one. I'll give you the trivia question of the night. Well, it's seven nineteen, so you want to ask it right quick before we bring him on? You want to say All right. What was the first movie that he 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 starred in, he directed, and he produced? He's he's smiling down there. I see him. Yep. That's how far back that brother go. Tell me. You ride on it every day if you're in a skyscraper. You ride on it if you're going between floors in the department store. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. Escal- escalation. Hold on. Hold on. So now, let me let me go ahead and thank our sponsors right quick because we're going to get into it. And I'm getting ready to totally fan out. I, I've already said that. If, okay. you guys, if you guys saw how I put the, the promo down. I put in there what Money Loves Effects does, and I don't even get into that stuff. I just put about the person, but I did it. I put it there. So let me thank my gracious sponsors, Money Loves Effects, Chris Lay Media, Lighthouse Styling and Beauty, Get Body by Stephanie. I got her on right here. WUVI Ubiquity Radio. We want to thank all of you guys. Appreciate each and every one of you, what you bring to the show and what you do for us. Absolutely. We want to bring on our guest. Are you ready to come on in with us? We got CKB coming in, guys. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to get all giddy. Hey! hey guys, CKB here. Hi, hello. Hello. Nice to meet you, Chris. Nice to see you again, Moni. Nice to meet you, Chris. Same we- Thank you. Nice to meet you. We share alpha name. We share yes, alpha yes, name. we do. <laughs> Ah, I am so excited and so glad to have you here with us. Oh, thank you guys for having me. I'm excited to be here. And like, that was the best introduction ever. People must have been thinking like, 
who the hell is this guy? Can I curse on this thing? Yes. <laughs> Being Italian, I curse a lot. If I don't say fuck a couple of times, I can't go on. But, like, who the fuck is this guy? What are they talking about? I'm just a crazy dude. Here, we'll throw this up one more time. For the listener's discretion, this podcast contains strong language and adult themes that may not be suitable for children. These are not the views of the radio station or its affiliates. There we go. Because that was the first thing you asked me when you sat down when we were at the film festival. You was like, can I cuss? Yeah. I like the disclaimer. I like the disclaimer. Yes. Usually when I go around, I mean, not always, but after a couple of days, I'm at a festival, an event. People get very scared, like, oh, this guy curses a lot. This guy is trouble when he's around and makes his, his, his jokes and shit. So I just like, disclaimer is important. I don't want to, like, you know, it happens, I like to make jokes. But it's usually me. The disclaimer is for me. <laughs> okay, that's perfect. Then we. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, glad that, I'm glad that was thrown out there. Yes, see, yeah, that was good. That was so good. It's for me. Um, I'm getting oh. ready to do a, a summit this weekend, and I had a little meeting right before. <laughs> Right before the show, and she said, she's like, well, we're going to have some volunteers, and they're from the church, so Moni, clean up your little potty mouth. And I was like, hell, they don't cuss more than me. Just wait to the end. (laughs) Just wait to the end. So, yeah, it's for me. It's totally for me. No, I will try. I will try to be. I will try to be. We don't want to upset people. I'll try to be to be nice. No, you just be you. We fine. I mean, be you. In Italy, usually there is like one saying that people that don't curse are like the one you need to be careful about. They're the ones you need to watch. Yeah, who curses with mean is more honest, and it it can be a good friend, a good pal. Absolutely. Like as soon as you said that, and you kept saying, "I'm crazy, I'm crazy," and I'm like, "Oh yeah." This is my family right here. This is us. We're together. We're good. We fit right in together. Absolutely. And so you, you kept telling me about the film. You kept telling me, of course, that's, that was your job. That's what I was interviewing you for. Mm-hmm. But you kept talking about the film and kept telling me how crazy you were and everything. And I'm like, sure you are. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Sure. It's going to be crazy and everything. You're fucking crazy. You know know what I love about this? I asked you a trivia question in the beginning. Now, do me a favor, CKB. Show Uh, her what shirt you have on. What? The shirt you have on right now. That's the answer to the trivia question. Oh, yes. The shirt. Here. Can you see it? It, Yep. Uh huh. This is cool, right? That's it. Yeah. No, you had it. Oh, that's the whole poster. Yes, that's the whole poster. Like yeah. T-shirt that are coming out. Poster by Casey Booth. Casey is amazing, amazing artist that is inspired by you know they see comics from the fifties, tapes from the crypt, cult of horror, and so amazing this red T-shirt. So re- represent escalation. Yes, the answer is here, guys. Even if they- you are in the screen. <laughs> And see, he had it on before I even saw that he was coming. That that he that the, the screen came up. Oh, right. okay, nice, nice. I'm glad that it's easy to notice the the, the t-shirt. Like I, I literally got them two, two days ago. Uh, well, that was the movie that you starred in, produced, and directed. 
Yes, yes, yes. Usually when I, when I was living like, uh, if you know my backstory, Chris, I was living like in Asia doing martial arts films and action movies. But I was mainly like an actor or an action director, a fight choreographer. I never really did everything myself. And then Escalation was my like overall debut as a filmmaker, producer, writer. And I did like uh, uh, a lot of things on my own, so to speak. Like many indie filmmakers do when I kind of like, you know, prove their worth, so to speak. I love it. I love it. Now you know I'm I'm gonna put I'm gonna put on my bag. I need an autograph t-shirt. I'll pay for it. But I need oh an autograph t-shirt. I have to have one. Okay, I, I will send you know you don't need to pay for it. This is my it's like my pleasure. I, I gonna send one to you morning, one to you, Chris, so you have it. I'm gonna sign it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, because I've watched your career since like nineteen oh gosh, was it nine no, twenty twenty not twenty-eight twenty what 2008 or no 2008 or 2009 because there was something he did a short movie called the final meeting yeah he had yeah he did a movie called the final meeting and that was where i first saw his work at okay yeah and then there was another one lies and honor uh honor among the something honor and lies or lies and honor something those were both the two I, that really got me into looking at your work Oh, thank you. I didn't even know they were out, honestly, to be honest. Like, <laughs> well, I have inside I have inside friends, see, <laughs> who, 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 who send me little things. And then that got me into um, uh, Wise Guy, I think was the name of it. Um, oh, yeah, there was like a tiny TV series that we did. Like, it's one of the first things that I did when I was in Shanghai. Yeah, and I can't remember the name of it. Wise Hit, Wise Something. Yes. Wise guy is something. And um and I remembered watching it. And I remembered looking at the choreography and the and a lot of the a lot of the, the, the fight scenes. You take a lot of your your style is similar to the old Chinese films. Oh yeah, yeah. When I, when it comes to action I'm like into like uh, the old school Jackie Chan movies. Right. So, I mean, there, there are some movies, like, I think you can find the streaming somewhere, like, more recent one, one is called, like, Break a Deadlock, and another one is called, like, The Fake Killer, in, in okay. Chinese, like, The Fake Killer, like, Mao Pai Shasho. And if you see these two, they're, like, the choreography is very, like, uh, very Jackie Chanish, cartoonish, I mean, people get hurt, but not that hurt, so to speak. So okay. hitting each other back and forth, and they keep coming mm -hmm. You know, getting up again and getting beaten up. I mean, I always love like the old school Hong Kong movies from the eighties. Okay. To make I think I found something because I did some creeping on you. I did some some yeah. creeping way back, and I think it was off of um, something Dragon uh, page that you got there. It, it's a deader page back there, and you were talking about um, kind of like booing down on the CGI of today, and and talking about. Uh, the great craft and art of actually doing martial arts and the oh, Jackie yeah. Chans and the Bruce Lees of the art of actually doing the stunts yourself instead of all of the CGI mess that they're doing now. You were talking about that. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, in Asia there was like a different way of doing action. Like now they're implementing CGI more. But I mean, when we come to martial arts and fight scene and fight choreography, they just like to show the real thing. That's why, you know, now Hollywood is doing better in creating martial art fight. You see John Wick, all these movies with like 
crazy martial arts scenes, but you know, mm. Korean movies, Hong Kong movies, Chinese movies, Japanese movies, any kind of fight scenes from those films are like realistic. The stuntmen are some of the best in the world. They really get hit. They really get hurt sometimes. And that's why one of the secrets of like great actors like Jackie Chan or Donnie Yen, they know he's making the Ip Man movies. I don't know if you see Ip Man 1, 2, 3, all these series of things. Oh yes, this is like a, a movie that I did with this stunt double, Donnie Yen stunt double. Um, they are all very popular because people look like they're getting really kicked and hurt and fall down hard on concrete floor. And people think it must be like fake or editing mm -hmm. tricks. No, it's real. You know, <laughs> stuntmen in Asia, they just get paid more to be hurt more. You know, say, mm -hmm. oh, can you take this kick to the face, full force, you may end up to the in an hospital. We're going to pay you this amount of money each time we have to perform the kick on you. And so I had some friends that like, you know, they, they do the kick 10 times, so they make a lot of money, and then they are out of work for three months because their jaw is broken. So this is why Asian movies, they're always like the craziest looking one when it comes to action. But see, what I, what, what I, I, if I remember, you had done something to your right knee back oh, yes. in 2012. Yes, I, when I moved, it, it, it happened right before actually I moved to China. So okay. I had this big dream of going there and become like an action actor in Asia. I wanted to be like, you know, following the footsteps of Jackie Chan. Again, he was my main inspiration. And just a couple of weeks before traveling there, I was shooting these two short films that you mentioned before. Uh, and just during one fight, I landed bad. I was doing a spin kick. I landed bad on my knee, on my right knee and broke my ACL. So completely torn in two parts. And so the doctor said, you cannot perform. You know, for any athlete, like a soccer player, football player, a torn ACL, a broken ACL, completely severed, is basically invalidating. And I'm like, no, I, I, I just bought my ticket. I, I spent two years teaching martial arts to make the money to buy the ticket. I'm not going to waste that money. I'm just going to go to China. So I went with, uh, you know, without the ACL, so to speak. And after a year working in, a, in another film, I broke my knee. Because after one year of you know, working on set, on set, I actually, you know, in the end, the, the knee gave up. Okay. But that what kind of gave me the name Kang, and that's why even if I was like, obviously I was like a foreigner in a foreign land, you know, so to speak. So many people were like, oh, you're going to Asia and you, and you think you're going to do this job. Why should they allow you to do that, right? They are the best in what they do. They won't be happy to have you kick their asses on screen. <laughs> My friends are all saying this. Why, why do you think like they're going to let you kick, you know, the, 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 their asses? They're the best in the world. And like, you know, I'll try. I have the passion. I love the culture. I, you know, I learned the language. I learned Mandarin. And then when they saw me fighting on set, they saw, they saw that my knee was like shaking and twisting. And they got curious, like, are you tired? Do you want to rest? Why is your knee <laughs> like this? I'm like, no, I don't have an ACL. And that was kind of kickstarted like my, my sort of like little legend, so to speak, like the crazy Italian guy. Oh, this crazy Italian guy with like an injured knee just comes over and just like want to get kicked around. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> okay, come on in. No, yeah, but but that's where the new legend. That's where the 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 the, the piece, the new legend begins came from. That's yeah. where you got your name Kang from. Uh -huh. yeah. From that, they, they, the short film, and they let me. They, they, right. they gave me actually like two weeks to shoot the whole fight scene, and in this in this club in Shanghai, they say you direct it, you pick up your own stunt guys, make up your team, and you know collaborate with a it was a Chinese uh, American director. Just make a short, just show mm -hmm. it. And so, and then they call it Kang, the new legend begins, Kang the Chuan Chi in Chinese. 
and then then I just adopted the nickname Kang, and that's why how like my sort of career started in Asia. But that's how your that and they took that and they kept using that as your uh, as your real, so people could see it. Yeah, yeah, basically it became like a sort of like a showcase. And then, you know, uh, I briefly worked in Italy for one year in 2014, hosting like some adventure games on TV. Mm. Art in a sort of like amazing race, European. Yeah. Yes. Right. And they just, and, and Kang stuck with me as a name. So people wouldn't know me, even in Italy, they know me as Kang, you know, Kang. They don't mm -hmm. call me Kang in Italian <laughs> with Italian accent. So I just like I just kept the name. I think it's like a it, it, it's an interesting surname. It is. It is. Because so now on this one, let me let me ask you on this mm -hmm. one right here, the picture that's up there. I think the quote underneath it was, <laughs> "You they you you were saying to them, oh, they think that I'm so nice. I hope they like me after they know how hard and how demanding I am." It was the quote that was underneath this picture. Yes, I mean, like, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm like, I'm kind of a perfectionist. So, you know, if you've seen a skeleton, like my all around debut, uh, I like to take care of cinematography and, you know, like a camera movement. So even if I was just doing action in Asia or like choreography in the fight scene, I was the kind of guy that um, nowadays, I think everywhere they should movies faster. You know, they just want to get quicker. That's why, you know, even like big Hollywood movies or, the, you know, when they do Marvel movies, the, the, the stunt team, right, or the second unit directors, they're always like kind of complaining, like, you know, we don't have time. They just say, oh, do the action scene fast, 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 and then the rest of the movie is going to look amazing. And then right. the editing mm -hmm. is going to look amazing anyway. So in Asia, they're kind of starting to take the same approach, especially in the mainland China. But I was always the guy that like, no, we need to take the time to make the action scene as they're supposed to be. And if I had to make it, you know, take one shot like 30 times, I do it. For escalation, some of the shots, when I am controlled by this, in, this evil entity, I, I took them like 37, 40 times. Wow. Very demanding and people like, I argued a lot with, with some directors on set when I was working in Shanghai, just because they were like, oh, it's good enough, move on. And I'm like, no, it's not good enough. Just you know, do another take. So I was kind of like uh, a pain in the ass for many, but then in the end, the final result was always like uh, pretty decent uh, and actually at the best of the possibilities of the budget and the time. And I end up like a couple of times, just funny stories, some, some directors, because I was only directing the action, right? Then the movies is another director and doing the acting scene, then how they make in Asia. So you have the action director that create amazing action, and then the story director that directs the actor and the acting, the, the normal parts. And some directors, they get upset with me because of my way of making action, and they would do a second feature film after working with me, trying to call somebody else to make the action, the same action. And every time that happened, it happened two, three times, I knew for a fact that they would call me back. And it always happened after they finished the movie, they call me back and say, Christian Kang, in that case, we did the movie and the action sucks. We really would like you to come on board and we shoot those scenes. Like, I will come to shoot your scenes. <laughs> you know, Because so. they saw the rushes. <laughs> yeah. And when they saw the rushes, when they finally sat down and saw them, yeah. see, see like, with the action movies, people don't realize with the action movies, the fight scenes are filmed first. Yes. And then everything else is built around it, and nobody can understand why. Well, if your star gets hurt during the fight scene, then we have enough time to put somebody else in there, get his behind out and put somebody else in. But if they get hurt, if we do the fight scene and we're right in the middle of production, yeah. then we got a jam. Yeah. Right. So, Especially yeah. In Asia, like especially this is like a staple of Hong Kong movies since the 70s or the 80s, 
you know, every, every the movies are built around the fight scenes. You know, you do right. fight scenes first, and then you create the story around those. That's why, you know, many people, they kind of like, obviously there are amazing movies coming from Asia all around. Um, like great director, John Woo, you know, Tsui Ark. There are so many amazing Yes. But then obviously you have also the great martial arts films with great action and maybe weaker story. They feel like, oh, this yes. story is like kind of cheesy. like, And that's why, because they were doing the action first and then in the end just uh, glue together the action pieces with a story. So, you know, it happened that maybe like a script wise or dialogue would suffer, but then, you know, you've got some amazing action movies and like, you know, like, uh, again, like, Sam Hong, Jackie Chan, Yuan Biao, Gordon Liu, like 36 Chambers of Shaolin, like police story, like mm. crazy, crazy action movies or martial arts films. So that's how so they now, So you talked about when we when we spoke before with Escalation that mm -hmm. it was illegal for you to film that there and how uh, you had to film that inside and that your uh, special effects makeup artists quit on you because yeah. of the magnitude of what you wanted to do they were like no way jose i'm out of here and you had to take over doing the special effects yes escalation i mean i i um when it came around 2017 i kind of felt my asian chapter was over i felt the need to kind of like uh, because again there's a lot of like things that you cannot show on camera many things are censored the horror genre is not allowed to be screened on a big screen because there is like you know Chinese culture there is a lot of superstition about about the afterlife so uh, I, I felt like you know I want to do crazier things I, I need to kind of like okay my Asian chapter I done my martial art movies I I know I, I I live that experience now it's time to leave and I decided to to I couldn't come back to the West empty-handed because if I would have come back to Italy and whatever America just showing some action scenes a lot of people can do those. You know, right. you have 87, 11, people that do martial Marvel movies, John Wick, again, they do amazing fight scenes nowadays. So I wanted to just have a business card to show people what I could do as a director, not just as an action guy. And I wanted to debut in the horror genre. So when, I, when it came time to shoot Escalation, it was very tough because just to find the crew that would agree to be on set with me <laughs> for such a bloody piece, everybody was like, uh, uh, I, you know, we, they were very afraid or worried about what could happen and at the same time you know uh, escalation didn't have like a tiny tiny budget i had some savings uh, so i invested quite a bit in the piece and i just wanted to prove it just one time what i could do even in terms of like practical effects the gore so is that i wanted to make it like a comic book something that looks amazing like a proper hollywood production like you know a proper horror film and with amazing gore but super realistic like not the cheesy gore, the, the, the kind of funny things. No, hyper realistic. And obviously without much budget, the props were like limited. I couldn't have like 10 different ends, you know, just to, if something get messed up, I changed the prosthetic. Mm -hmm. So one day when I was doing the, the, the you know, the, the chopping of the fingers, whatever, I spoiled the piece for who hasn't seen it yet. Uh, the, the makeup artist, the person that was on set, was supposedly helping me. She just refused. She's like, no, you don't have, you don't have the, the right props. You don't have the money. Uh, it's going to take you too much time. You're already so slow. I, and I don't think it's going to look good. And like, and, and, and in front of the other people of the crew, she just refused. She told me I was an idiot and she refused to help me. Oh, wow. So instead of like getting upset, I'm just like, I mean, I'm shooting. I just need to finish this. I'm like, don't worry. Just go in the living room, in another room of the set, the location. Just leave it off. Just leave. Uh, look at your phone, watch some TV series. I, 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 I take care of this. 
And it was a scene, uh, if you remember, like uh, when actually my fingers, they get broken in half. There is like, I use a meat cleaver to split them in half. And I just did the fame myself, you know, attach the prosthetic, find a way to make like the bone feel like consistent and like concrete so it could break and you could hear the snap even if you don't have sound on. And it turned out to be probably the most impressive shots of the film. When that comes up, people are already like, oh, no, no. But then <laughs> when that happens, everybody goes like, oh, no, it didn't. And so I did it myself. I called her back in the room and I said, I'm not going to argue. I just want you to sit in front of the monitor. Look at this. And she looked at it and she was like silent for like a couple of minutes, not long time. And then she apologized and she said, okay, I did like, uh, I don't know what I was talking about. And I told her, remember, if in the 80s, Sam Raimi, Peter Jackson, you know, Wes Craven, they were doing amazing gore movies. So many years ago, there's no reason for you in 2021, 2022, not to be able to make good gore. That's just your mindset that is, you know, stuck on what you learn from whatever academy or makeup school you went to, and you believe things are not possible. Well, as long as you are creative and mm -hmm. you want to put in the work, everything can look amazing. If you surrender to you, like, oh, it's so hard. It's not how it's supposed to be made. Then you're never going to make anything good. And she learned the lesson and then she became nicer. And she, you know, she stuck around for a while. I did a lot of stuff myself in the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, you push the envelope and pushed the envelope and then went and got two more envelopes. Because just when you think, oh, he's gone enough. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> More comes up. Oh my gosh. Like, because I don't want to tell the people. I put links down there so they can watch the trailer and, and do all of that because to see it is still not to even believe it. Like, I stayed in the cold, you know, for that screening, you were yeah. one from the last. And because you, you said how crazy you were, and then because you said you did the special effect yourself, because I didn't want you to tell me over the air, like, what exactly was it? Like, just tell me a little bit. You said finger. I'm like, okay. I want to see this. <laughs> I was freezing my ass off, okay? Like, I was freezing, freezing. And I'm there, and I'm like, I got to see this. I got to see this. I was so, like, my mouth was just on the ground. It was on the ground. And, I mean, I, I was speechless. I was like, holy shit. I can't believe what I just watched. I can't believe he, he did that shit. I was in awe and anyone will tell you about me, Moni, in any area of my life, my personal life and my professional life. I don't compliment easily. Oh. I don't throw around compliments. I don't have to and I don't do it. I don't do it to make people feel good. I don't do it to advance. I don't do it. I only do it when I mean it. And I'm not a fangirl. I, have a, I am a fangirl of you. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering when that was going to come out. Okay, I really was. Look, I'm going to admit it. I just like I admit, I stole this hat from someplace. I don't, not a store, but from someone. I don't know, one of my sons, I'm sure. But I, I was, thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed so much. And you're like, you know, I did. You saw, like, I was like, when is he coming back? He's got to be coming back because I got to say it to his face. And like, as soon as you walked in on that Sunday, I'm like, um, excuse me. <laughs> I'm like, I had to tell you, I'm like, oh my God, your movie, so fucking good. Just like, oh my God, totally fanned out. Totally. Like almost that he probably thought he had to get a, like a restraining order or something. <laughs> I was a little fucking nervous. You, I've seen your work as a makeup 
artist and you know the practical effects that you do and the gore and it's amazing so some, coming from someone like you that's the best compliment ever you know and that's why when you talk to me at the festival and like, oh wow this is what you do and i recognize you from your previous work i'm like okay if she gives me like the thumbs up for the gore i know i i dunk it so, so, so that's when you guys, thank you, but that's when you guys really like, because all of you are over to the side and then you guys turn fan on me. I'm like, I saw you guys talking and I'm like, why are they pointing at me? And I'm like, whatever. And then all of you all came over. They were like, did you do finally you? And I'm like, yeah. And they were like, oh my God. I'm like, what? And they were like, what you saw? And I'm, it just, it was great. Like, yes, no, it was amazing because actually like uh, I've been touring the festival circuit for a year. And there are very few shorts that kind of get as gory as Escalation does. Yes. I remember from the Buried Alive in Atlanta, this festival, like uh, in March, like when I saw Finally You, I'm like, okay, this is really gory. This is like, <laughs> amazing, gory, <laughs> funny. And he always stuck with me. The only movie that could compete with Escalation with the amazing gore and the story and the way it was shot. And then when I saw her, he told me the name. I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> it's her. She made that short that stuck in my mind for months. So that was like a circle, you know, closing itself. And there you go. Blood. That was good. Everyone on set ended up with blood on them. Oh yeah, that was a lot of blood. That was maybe yeah. escalation. <laughs> I and I have, I, I have that hand on my dash. I drive around with that hand on the dash, and uh, I tell people uh, I wanted to take because I made separate penises also that mm -hmm. were in the refrigerator. <laughs> And when you open up the refrigerator, when they open up the refrigerator, they had the separate body parts in there. But I, I couldn't get away with, you know, driving around with separate penises. With separate penises and okay, and a separate hand. Okay. Yeah, and but when I was <laughs> look at Chris. <laughs> but I told the story. Just the whole dashboard full, right? Yes. Cop pulls you over. It's like, yes. Well, what happened was you give me a warning. I'm giving <laughs> you a warning right here on the dash. <laughs> Right. The last cop that gave me a ticket, right? When I was making the severed penises, I was making them in the garage. And um, at that time, he was my boyfriend. And he was, someone was coming up from Offer Up to buy something for, from right. him. And, and so then they look over and they're like looking at me making, you know, severed penises. And I'm like, Mind your business. <laughs> They'll be like, okay, there's something weird going on. That's the unusual amount of severed pieces that these ladies make. Okay. We've yeah. seen one or two, but we got 25 over here. There's something wrong. Yeah, there's something wrong. wrong. I could take two or three for like <laughs> one or two or three. That's fine. But you know, yeah. she's taking this to a new extreme. Okay. Exactly you know. what number makes it weird, sir? <laughs> I well, think I think you I think I think that in your neighborhood that that twenty five did it yeah 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 <laughs> and then uh, oh, Jamie the director so it was for the scene where um, the cut down here yeah I remember. and so he's like hey can I can I push the plunger for the blood uh -huh. and I was like okay because everybody thinks you know it just looks easy and you know I can do it and so I'm like because he's a director yeah go ahead. So I was, there was a wall and I was on the other side of the wall with the monitor and we're all like this and you hear action and all of a sudden, all of us felt and saw blood on the monitor and all of us. And we were like, what the hell? Oh, that 
there was no blood over there. It you all went. Oh my goodness. It pulled off and it just, <laughs> and it went everywhere else. They had to repaint and everything. He was like, Moni, here, I'm sorry. <laughs> there you go, do it. Yes, yes, yes. No, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I agree with you. It's an art form. Just got to spray blood in the proper way, according to even which artery you set in the scene or whatever you're doing. And to spray properly is not easy. People think it's just like, you just pump it from a syringe. Yeah. You, but it, How no. high you hold yeah. it, everything. Direct. Like, <laughs> I, I'm doing it, but they're, you know, kind of like how, and not calling anybody a child, but how a child just looks at you doing something, but they don't understand you're yeah. using gravity, you're using angles, and all that type of stuff. They're not thinking, they're not knowing that, because yeah. I'm just doing it, because yeah. I know. And they're like, oh, let me just do it. I'm like, okay. Well, at the last murder scene I was at, it basically, <laughs> well, well, you know, back when I, I saw, look, I know this is going to work in this next movie, because I just saw it yesterday, right down the street from my house. This is how the blood went. It went just. <laughs> I mean, it's happened to me several times with directors. I was doing a vomit scene, and he's like, let me throw the vomit in her face. I'm like, okay. Go ahead. And, yeah, and he did, and he was, and it just all just went here and straight down. Never made it to her face, and he was like, "I'm sorry, here, Moni." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> yeah, it takes it takes skills. It's not easy, and that's what no. makes it from like a very realistic, like impactful gore, and yeah. that instead you feel like it's not really working, and it becomes kind of funny. You know? mm -hmm. And then yeah. remember, like finally, you like the gore. That's why it stuck with me because uh, in Escalation, I got the approach. I want it to be realistic and unsettling when you watch it. And you, you know, the short film that you made, like Final You, it was so real. The gore, it was really like you could feel the pain of these two fighting each other. Like, mm -hmm. that was really like the only Thank you. within this year that I've seen that has really achieved, like, probably like some of the best top realistic gore effect ever. I appreciate that. I, I because I work hard to be known as a special effects artist that does realistic special effects. You are doing great, More than great. I would say. Yeah, she practices cutting off penises, <laughs> just 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 so that she can get the effect right. Matter of fact, that phone call you just heard was a woman calling her to tell her my husband was out last night. It's I'm going to need your special services. <laughs> okay. It's time. Uh -huh. Right, right. It's time. There are 27 penises on set. Now, you figure out which one is real. But there is one real that's in here. <laughs> I mean, in the future, you know, now they're making all these, like, uh, TV shows about serial killers and stuff. Uh -huh. They're going to tell the story of Moni, the lady they used to cut penises right. and make, like, realistic prosthetic for horror movies. That's actually a horror movie in itself. That's well, see, that would be the, that. That's perfect because then it's like, okay, well, how is she getting rid of the body parts? She was yeah. giving them to the prop master, and the yeah. prop master was putting them away in the warehouse. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. preserved perfectly. By that's her. it. That's it. That's it. Uh, uh, I think that that would be an excellent film to make. Fifteen uh, years after she dies, they find out. <laughs> You know something? We gonna mess around, and three of us gonna be sitting in, up in the middle of the night talking about. All right, what should we put here? And what should we put here? Yeah, and we gonna come up with a movie, and then we're gonna have to tell the story about five years from now. You remember when we were on that show back on March first, twenty twenty three? This is where that show came. This is where the concept 
Because the show came right. Where's where it was concept right here? Okay. Mm -hmm. Look, I always tell the makeup artist is the most dangerous person on set. Absolutely most dangerous. Like never fuck with your makeup artist. I've had talent do it. I'm like, dude, you should know not to fuck with me. I am the last person that touches you. Stop it. Behave yourself. <laughs> Behave yourself. Hey, that's got to be cool. The special effects, the special effects murders. Yeah. That's effects murders. You left. That's it. That's it. Perfect. Yeah. Or not even special effects. Just the FX murders. The, the FX murders. I the FX that. murders. That's perfect. Now people are going, what the that, FX that is that FX? Looks, <laughs> looks, because if you, if you only knew how many people go home that don't take off the makeup because it looks so real. And they mm -hmm. say, they're like, no, I want to go scare people. I want to go to dinner like this. Like I just did... Um, a film and I, I painted the people blue. I painted them blue. One was a professor <laughs> at the university. Looking and blue. we surely thought that she was gonna go and watch this. She's like, no, I'm going to dinner. And I, we were like, okay, professor. She's like, I'm going to dinner. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like from Avatar. Like, okay. Well, people, people in the restaurant going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, was, whatever she ordered, I, I we don't we ain't getting that. Yeah, so we, we don't order anything like we don't want it. whatever turned up blue. No, no, waiter, we don't want that. It's empty. Five minutes everybody leaves. Like, right, right. She was so geeked to go out amongst and do her the rest of her day blue. She yeah. was so geeked. So no. yeah, they they want to go out that yeah. way afterwards. I had a funny story. I don't know if I don't know if it if it's as crazy as the lady in blue. That's <laughs> But then a friend, like, um, uh, you know, I, I had him have a cameo in one of the films that I was doing in Shanghai, and there was a big fight scene. Uh, it was more realistic. It was more brutal. So he had some scars and blood, and he, would, he was about to leave for Italy the next morning after I would finish shooting his scene. And he just went to the freaking airport like that. <laughs> and then he called me from the plane, and I'm like, oh, why are you calling me? He's like, man, they didn't want to let me in the, in the plane. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I didn't wash my makeup off. And they thought, I had to explain that I was acting and stuff. I'm like, dude, just wash your makeup. You are going through security at a freaking airport in Shanghai. That's not ideal. He was laughing, just like, <laughs> like, okay, I see. I got another friend. Actually, it's not a friend. It's me. I forgot, like, it was a huge-ass combat knife. The, the makeup guy wasn't me. He's a friend of mine. But they caught a huge-ass combat knife in my backpack. Shanghai airport, security goes, bling, oh bling, bling. They open the freaking backpack. There is this massive combat knife, real, with this some bright blood on it. And I'm like, and it's real because in China, some props we use also some real stuff for some scenes. I forgot in my backpack. I, I backpack. I was shooting something the previous week. I forgot I had the prop, just on the bottom of the backpack. Luckily, they oh oh okay, they recognize me. So, ah okay, it's a prop, and I say you can throw it away. And luckily, I had a friend that came with me. You know, and she came in and said, no, 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 I'm the producer of this. It, it's a prop. I'm sorry. It's my fault. I put it like, then I was like, you don't want to travel with a freaking combat knife in the backpack through security. No, you don't. No, yeah. you don't. But being famous and recognized and having someone else take the blame, that's oh, always yeah. a good thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, everybody should have a blame person in their entourage. Absolutely. Okay. If something go down, dog, you, you, you it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. right. But, but, 
and when they pull out the knife, I, <laughs> especially you know, in Shanghai, where you know weapons are not allowed, there's nothing, no gadgets. It's, it's really something you don't wanna, don't want it to happen. Well, if any country you don't want to pull out a machete at the airport, yes. I'm pretty sure any country you don't want to do that. Yes. See, the other thing you don't want to do is yell across the airport to your friend named Jack and go, "Hi, Jack." No, you don't want to do that. This is the you no, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. That has a bad result. It really does. Okay, it has a bad result. I'm here to tell you it is real. I did it. Won't do it again. I will. You know what? If I got a friend named Jack and I'm traveling with him, I'm gonna call him Bonehead. Hey, stupid sausage head. Something. I am not calling because it was real innocent. You know, we in JFK. It was like, hey, blah, 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 blah. Oh and which he's changing planes. We're all going to go to the same place together. And he's coming towards us. I didn't know he was coming. And so it was like, oh, man. Hey, hi, Jack. Yeah. No. Do not be. No. And that is not racially motivated. They didn't care if I was white, black, green, yellow, orange. Because many of them cats that jumped on me, you couldn't tell what color I was. Okay. I mean, there was no parts of my body sticking out at all. Okay, not at all. They were like, oh, really? You ain't doing that? He yes. Yes. You know, I would have conveniently threw my machete over there to you. At that no, point. no, no, because somebody else would have got it. My hands weren't even out. Couldn't get it matter. nowhere. My machete mm -hmm. would have ended up in that pile. Mm -hmm. No, no, man. You know, but <laughs> did you hear about Rob? Can you take it from me, man? <laughs> yeah, right here. Special effect. Here's his machete. Uh -huh. well, now, did you hear about Rob? Rob Kabansky, I think his name is. Um, I can never get his, his his last name right. So please, Rob, forgive me. He had he has an actual seven foot tall Wolfman. Did you hear about this? Where his Wolfman, somebody stole or somehow acquired um video of his, of his Wolfman. And laid it in the middle of a road, I believe it's in Brazil somewhere, some some foreign country. And they played it on the news. They played it on the news, Wolfman found, blah, 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 blah. And it was unreal because I've got pictures of me with the Wolfman laying, laying on the plastic next to me. What? I've, yeah, I've taken pictures of Wolfman laying in Rob's house. He was doing some work on it, and I was taking pictures. This thing is real. If you don't know it, and you walk into his house, and it happens to be like in his shop. Does it when, move? He has a freaking werewolf. Do you know what? I'm going to tell you a little secret. Okay, I don't want you I don't want you to feel bad about how I'm going to say this. The way you asked me, does it move? Okay, let me explain. I know you didn't notice this. I'm black. I'm not waiting to find out if it moves. Do you understand? Do you understand? You took pictures with it. I took pictures with it. It wasn't moving. Now, understand? See, if you ever notice, look at Frankenstein. Look at Frankenstein. Look at Dracula. Look at Hunchback. They all okay. move. They all move. That's right. And you know what else you notice that is not in that movie? Black folks. Okay. <laughs> we are not in that movie. We don't, we don't do that movie. Right. We don't do that movies. The one time we the one time think about the times we have done movies. Samuel Jackson, he was the baddest cat in monster movie history. We just knew the brother was gonna make it out. Jurassic Park. Only thing made it out was his arm. 
Okay, think about that. Then we figured, okay, fine. Scream. There was no brothers in Scream One. Scream Two, I think it was we Scream Two. Scream Two, happening. Scream Two, or Scream Three. I don't remember which one it was. The credits hadn't even come up yet. Yes. Omar, Omar Epps is standing there taking a piss. Shut up! Right? No, no. See, I'm not. I'm not that guy. It's just not realistic. Right? right. I'm not that guy. I'm not. I'm not. So, Only see, in when the you, movies is that happening? Man, Only in the movies is that happening? When I went to when I went to Rob's house, he's got a beautiful, um, almost like an airplane type hangar, uh, um, space, and we were doing, uh, uh, I think, a, a, a short named dinner called Dinner Time, and. The area that we were going in, he's got first of all there's something wrong with Rob. Okay. There's something I, I love I'd rather brother dearly, but there's something wrong with him. That lets he, you know don't invite him to your house. Okay, this cat wait, this cat, this cat has this cat has got a dentist chair from back in like like nineteen oh eight or something. I think that's cool. All right. Then he's got a wheelchair from a sanitarium. Cool. Now he wants to tell me they're props. I'm looking them out the side of my face right about now. I don't see no dust on these props. Okay, so they've been well kept. Is that what that's called? Okay, okay. Well, explain to me why a seven foot tall hairy dude mm -hmm. is laying in the middle of laying in laying in there like what up? Relaxing. <laughs> yeah, just all maxing and relaxing. Why are you questioning this man about I'm not questioning him. At, look, when you got a friend like that living in your airplane hangar, I ain't got nothing to say to you. I'm not questioning you about <laughs> Jack. <laughs> you questioning you putting that man out there like that. I don't mm -hmm. like No, but his no, but his 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 um his his whole um the whole thing that really amazed me was that werewolf that he did was done so well that people that somebody aired it on the on I can't remember what country it was in. They aired it on the news. And people were losing their minds thinking that there was truly werewolves out there where they lived. That's how realistic this thing is. I mean kudos to the prop maker to Rob. No, no. Yeah, he he does yeah he does I was on the set. He did something with the cutting off of the fingers and everything and they used uh, some pruning shears. You know, and I'm like, yeah, okay, cool, fine, no problem. I'm behind the scenes. I don't care. Yeah. And when he did that, I'm like, click, click. Ugh. Ugh. He really, because it really looked like he cut the actor's finger off. I love it. I was like, oh, wait a minute. I love it. And then, I had, and then the guy was like, no, nah, I'm all right. I'm all right. But then when he did it, he went, no, nah, see, he didn't get me at all. <laughs> That's the moment you freaked out. That like, right, right. Because there's still blood all around here. All around here. I love he got, it. Oh, it was I was like, okay. I would love right. to go to his house. No, no. He, his, 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 um, yeah, I mean, his area is, is fantastic. He does some, some of the best, some of the best work I've ever seen. The only person I've seen that does work as well as his, you know, in the same scale are the West are, are the Westmores. I would the, love the Westmore family. Uh because Rob is really a master at what he does. He really well, is. And I've been to Rick Baker's place. What, what what do you have coming up next? What's next 
on, I know I saw that you're getting ready to go to uh, another film festival. Yes, I am heading back to Atlanta tomorrow, actually, for the Renegade Film Festival. And I mean, as of now, I'm just keep touring the festival. Escalation is still going strong. And obviously, it's going to become a feature film. And I'm working on another feature film, like a horror sci-fi titled Hunting Sky. It's going to be like a big project with like a lot of gore and some aliens and some mm-hmm. like uh, alien abduction with like uh, a torture and you know, exper- experiment on human beings. Some, some, some fucked up shit. So this yes. Is- yes. I was going to ask to be the BTS guy on there. I love it. But there's too many mixtures there for me. You got the aliens eating other people and somebody, just the way you described it. it. No, dog, love you. I don't, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> As the movies are made, uh, you have to watch them. I'll send you like a front row seat. Chris, I want you there observing the gore and the blood. You can tell who your friends are. I'll be in the one seat in the whole theater that gets the real 3D effect. I got the blood finger lands in my lap. I'll <laughs> be someplace with a little spray gun of blood. Right. So, I love it. I love. Yeah, I love it. I actually do. So now this is what I want to know because I, I've been I've been watching and trying to catch up or keep up with it, but it's so many um, film festivals that you've been winning in. How many awards thus far have you captured with Escalation? Up until now, I think I'm closing on 80 awards. Eight zero? Eight yeah, zero. 80, yeah. 80 awards, and I think I got like 70-something nominations, and I still have, I think, a dozen festivals to go, like uh, in Spain, U.S., England, so yeah. It's Germany, good. Christmas. Yeah. Thank you. I'll, t- I'll try to beat the record, like 100. I'll just try to get to 100 trophies, awards. Well, I think you'll make it when you get to Great Britain. When you get when you get to England, I think that's going to do it. Yes. yes. Yeah, you're, I think that's going to do it. I'm, I'm getting closer. Closer. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're going to surpass that for sure. I absolutely know that. You're going to surpass that. Um, congratulations thus far. Congratulations for the future. Um, anything you can see that you know that you're already going to improve on when you take it? Because you're going to take this to a feature film, right? Yes. What are you going to do different, or what are you going to add the extra sauce on it? Uh, when Escalation is going to become a feature, the only weak part that I felt was like sound design because the demon lines. I mean, I literally finished all the money, and so I had to just like pay a few hundred bucks to a friend to try and make the sound design. It was good, very professional, uh, but we didn't have enough time, so that was like a weak aspect. I want to definitely improve on that because I believe sound. It's key to a movie, yes. you know, the way you can mess up with your brain, with your mind, bring you into the story. And then uh, Escalation, the short film is like, uh, almost like, it's, it's very simple in story. It's just something very fun that you just enjoy. The feature film, the story digs deeper into the soul of this character, which is like a bad person, right? Escalation, the lead, the, the character is a bad guy. He's a bad person that, you know, gets tortured himself to death as if like, you know, like uh, his conscience is, it, is eating him alive. So in the future, I'm going to improve uh, on, on this aspect and the script deal, deals with all his inner demons and then it shifts into a redemption arc. So I want to just make, I want to make Escalation in the future as a mix between an elevated horror, like Hereditary, you know, I'm very popular now, and something that is still very commercially valuable and just fun. So it would be okay. like Hereditary meets Evil Dead. 
so that everybody can enjoy. So everybody's going to be able to do it. Will everybody be able to see it? Will they be able to feel it? I really need for them to know yes. just how I feel. In, in Escalation, the short film, uh, yes, some instances where people like, uh, like even like first time responders or you know, surgeons, they left the, the screening room. I always mm -hmm. say right now, it's like I make pride of this, these happenings because the goal was so realistic, I got upset, especially the first time responders, you know, it was very close to what they would see happen, you know, in some emergency situations. So they got up and they left. They said, I loved it. I just couldn't watch it. Right, so right. The, the goal with the, the feature film, Escalation in particular, but even the horror sci-fi, I just wanted people to just like, be very uncomfortable as they're watching it. I want <laughs> the gore environment beautiful, that they will want to leave, but they will be still stuck to the screen. With their <laughs> like, I don't want to. Oh, that's lovely. Awesome. I have to keep looking at it. That's my main goal. Uh, um, excuse me. Excuse me. They called us out here, and, and the heart is sitting on the sidewalk across the street. <laughs> How are we going to put the? Oh, just put the heart in the next ambulance. Okay, ten four. So <laughs> well, now, where do you plan on filming this time? Uh, I mean, definitely it's going to become like Escalation become very popular in uh, both in the U.S. and Spain, especially. Uh, so I think uh, all my projects, uh, at least like Escalation the Future and Haunting Skies, they're going to become co-production between U.S. and Spain and maybe okay. be split between the two countries. So the producers are happy and they can bring in the cast from Europe and cast from America. So it becomes very international. Uh, okay. The advantage of being like, you know, like... Um, I'm an like, in, international kind of person with all my years of in Asia. So I'm like, I understand different cultures and I kind of like being Italian. I think like I can kind of become a bridge between Europe and, and the States because it's, it's, sometimes it's hard for them to collaborate. You know, it doesn't happen that often. So I, I feel like I have this kind of like a leverage to make this happen and connect people. I think like nowadays, the more collaboration, the more like, you know, things that are done together, create together between different nations and countries. It's what is going to be new in the end. It's, got, what's gonna make, it's like more unique and fun to watch and like uh, everything will become more like organic so that, you know, everybody can enjoy the, the movie, the stories. They speak to, to everybody everywhere in the world, wherever they are. I think that's, that's no, I don't think that's ever been done. No, it hasn't. I've worked on a Bollywood. No, but I'm saying, but in the horror industry, Oh, no, not right, right. See, in the horror genre, that has never been done. You, you are correct. You know, that's why there is like, a, you know, there is like the, the Italian horror, like the Gothic. Right. From the 70s. And then there is the French extremism, French extreme horror, the very violent one, like, you know, uh, Calvert or like uh, Hot Tension, very violent movies inside. And then there is the Spanish horror, which is more than the ghost stories and the, the, the hauntings. The back tales of it, right. We saw Wreck, the, the found footage movie with the zombies. So Wreck 1, Wreck 2. And then there is the American horror, which is like the gory, uh, more fun, like Evil Dead or like Nightmare on Elm Street. So every country has its own genre. Absolutely. But things, you are correct, has, has not been done. It no. may have happened like a couple of times. Australia. Mm. Had their own extreme horror, Wolf Creek, you know, Rogue, this this kind mm -hmm. of horror yeah. future features. But yes, that's why I think like it's 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 good to start mixing the different like uh, different uh, approaches and uh, feelings about horror, 
how we can play in the mind of the audience. So that's why I think like it's very interesting, and I'm happy that I can make uh, you know U.S. and Spain mixing these two countries together and gathering what both countries feel is like scary or upsetting. I think it's gonna be like a again, it's gonna open the door for more co-production and you know even the horror of horror because horror a great fusion. They do action movies. You know Hollywood collaborate with with Asia when they want to make martial art film. Uh, you know with Malaysia, it happens. Absolutely. Uh, but horror is still like very like condensed to each country. Each country has its own genre. Each country has its own flavor. So it's like nice make it international. And the horror horror fans are very open. They're oh, very yeah. open. And it is like uh, probably the best like family in the world. Like the horror. Absolutely. Family, everybody love everybody else, and you know they all connect. And they share opinions. There are people that love more the slashers. People that love like uh, you no know, demonic possession movies. But at the end of the day, they're all friends. They just want to enjoy and, and see good content being produced, and you know enjoy being scared. That's the point exactly. And I'm sure they'll say, "I've been waiting on this." Ex exactly. <laughs> no, exactly because it has never been done mm -hmm. in the history of horror. Because even when the original uh, uh, Frankenstein was done. That wasn't done in America. When yeah. the original Dracula was done, that wasn't done in America. Yeah, definitely. See, yeah. and then all of a sudden it became, even though the book was written by Mary Shelley, it was not done here until many years later. Yeah. I mean, it's always been like, uh, you know, uh, every country is on. That's why England is known for the monsters and stuff. And also the, the ghost stories with the comedy, the dark comedy, with a, you know, kind of English flavor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so it's been always like very specific. Like Indonesia, they do a lot of like violent, more visceral, uh, demonic possession films, you know. So it's always been like, uh, that's why it, it's fun because, you know, you want to watch different horror movies, different flavors. You can pick French horror, Spanish horror, mm -hmm. horror, American horror, South American horror, Argentina and other making amazing horror films. And it's always different. But it's never been mixed and matched. Never been mixed. No, never. When you bring different sensibilities together. And to do it and to do it well, you'll go down in history. Yes. Uh, I mean, I, I, just, I just try to you know, make the best of it. And just I just want the audience to enjoy and just make them have a, have a good time. You know, I, I, well, think. I think the timing is great because yeah. we're talking about inclusion. We're yeah. always talking about inclusion. And for you to be able to put that together in a way that everybody is included. And it's, it, it would be a wonderful project. I'd love to be there. I'd love to watch it. And I'd love to be there and just be like, wow, I was here when they were putting this together. Yeah, that, that, that's, I believe, like, I believe it's like it is, is the future, you know. That's why mm -hmm. the future after, uh, even if I left, like, sort of, so to speak, like the martial art movies behind, Asia is, is part of me, you know, my, my background in China, you know, is part of my life. It's part mm -hmm. of one, like one third of my life. So mm -hmm. I'm going to bring also that back in my movies. Uh, and I hope, even if it has always been very hard to make, especially the mainland China work with the West, has always been very tricky. But I hope in the future to also be able to make that happen. So that, you know, mm -hmm. movies become very like international and inclusive. And I think that become just more, more, more fun for everybody. You know, when you have all these different flavors and sensibilities together, then it's some, you have something new. Then it's not stale anymore. It's something like you feel like a breath of fresh air. I think that's, that's the way to go. But the, see, there's never been, and I say this because I know that at one point 
I don't know how how much you're keeping up on your Mandarin, but I know at one point you spoke Mandarin. Yeah. So I'm thinking there's never been a Mandarin horror film. No, I mean that, yes, there's never <laughs> been a proper like horror film. Right. In China, spoken Mandarin. Mm -hmm, that's it. They, they have some. They have some. They're more like, I, I call them the Scooby-Doo horror. The Scooby-Doo. They're saying, see, that's what I said. The Scooby-Doo horror films, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes, but in the end, the ghost is not real. It's a scam. Right, right. So, yeah, that, that, would, that would be interesting. That would be interesting. So, that, it's part of my goals. Slow, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, with commitment and creating good stories that can, you know, especially. I was actually happy about the escalation because even if, like, it's like a genre, as I said, violence and gore is not allowed you know where i was living before right so he ended up being appreciated over there in the festival in beijing i also got a world best director best cinematography so at the end of the day he spoke to the audience there at the end of the day he was appreciated even if it's something that goes so against what is supposed to be the good things to show on screen so you okay know, and horror is like in, is like an international language you know comedy okay. is very selective a movie that is fun in Italy, maybe it's not funny for an American. Right, right. right. Asia, maybe in Europe we watch it and we feel it's like, it's cheesy, it's not funny. But horror, it speaks to everyone. Because everybody loves to be scared. And the things that you can touch in horror, that can go from psychology, from like, you know, all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. You can horror and make them scary and realistic. And so everybody enjoys that. So I think it's like, it's the genre that at the end is going to connect different cultures in the easiest of, of ways, so to speak. That's I my agree. Opinion. I agree. Scary is scary, no matter what the language yeah. is. Scary. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> a machete is a machete in the airport, no matter where you are. No, no matter where you are. <laughs> no more time for machete. <laughs> Folks, no more. Uh, this this show must be doing something good. Um, uh, a lovely lady that I know, uh, Boss Baby Miller, just signed in so how you doing yeah she's yeah yeah for her for her to be signing in we we must be taking we must be hitting a new level uh, of, okay. of great of, of greatness so uh that, well, that's a wonderful thing for signing in with us and let me again throw out there thank you for wubi ubiquity radio and tv for staying in there hanging in there with us um and for all of our listeners on all of our platforms whether you are listening and watching us live or if you're catching the replay we appreciate you guys for hanging in there and make sure to subscribe follow and share this broadcast with someone that you love they want to laugh they want to uh, learn a bit more about horror and international shit that's going on. Uh, let's say I'm holding on. Holding on. That's what we're talking about. Says you're welcome, beautiful. Thank you so much. I, oh, was that for me or was that for CKB? Because CKB said he fine. That's what he said when he sat down with me the first time. <laughs> I, think, I, don't, I think it's for you, Moni. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to take credit for that. I don't know. I, it, it, it took it took you it took you being on the, on the show for Boss Baby to be here. So I don't know, brother. I don't know. Yeah, I've been here for a long time. Well, I've been here for a long time, and yeah. But then again, she is um, she is the mother of um, the one of the one of the best hairstylists we knew, uh, Pierre Scott. Steve okay, Pierre's got right. Yes, her. Yes, Pierre is the godfather to her kids. 
Yes, yes, yes. yes. My, my sincere condolences for sure. But I'm glad that you were here. And and yes, CKB is is nice for you to look at. There you go, uh, honey. But I, I I know your husband. And but yes, nice to look at still. Cool. You know what, Kang? I'm glad you were way over there, so you don't have to know nothing about her husband. Okay. <laughs> yes, I would be scared. Like yes, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. Yes. So anything else you like for the people to know before we let you go tonight? It has definitely been an enjoyable time. Oh, I had a great time. Thanks you for having me. And I pretty much said all that I had to say. I just like I just wanna I don't know if there is any filmmaker watching, I just want to tell them because we're all like, you know, involved in movie making and we talk about props and the process of making, create art, just like, you know, whatever is listening, they want to make or create something, whatever field it is, just go for it. You know, even if it, it seems hard, just go for it. Chase your dream. Try, try hard. If you fail, you can always say, at least I tried. That's the best way to go, to go with, uh, you know, forward with your like art or dreams. And yeah, if you have a chance to catch Escalation on any other festival, keep updated, follow my, follow my Instagram page, and you know, maybe you can catch it on the big screen, and I would love for you to see it. So that's, I only, I can only say that, hopefully. Yes, and guys, make sure you look at, um, go on to Instagram, go on to Facebook, go on to YouTube, Twitter, all of our pages, and when you look at that, um, all of the advertisements that I put in there, there are the links to yeah. go and you can see the trailers, you can see everything, all of this information there, but there is a link for the trailer there that you can go and take a look at that and find out more information about Escalation because baby, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, oh my God, wait, let me throw a picture up here from there again, right quick before, yeah, I'm just saying, look, again. Look, I'm, I'm going to wear my tea, I'm, as soon as he send me, my T-shirt. I'm gonna be. No, I want you guys to yeah wear the T-shirt. Send me a picture. We repost it. I, yeah. I would love for you to wear it. Thanks for telling me how it looks on you. Sure yeah. You feel it. Well, well, you got to get the right size. I'm, I'm. Yeah. I'm, I'm extra fat. So. Okay. Yeah. I will get the right size and sign it. We, guys, we, we look at that. Yeah, that's see that's that yeah from the movie right. That is straight and from yeah. Mm. Like the poster. Yep. The poster. Again, yes. Shout out to Katie Booth who made the, the amazing design. So I'm like, it's, yes. it's a killer poster. I'm pretty satisfied about it. So, and it says, uh, they say a guilty conscience can eat you alive. And look at this picture there, guys. Conscience uh, is going to lunch. Look. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's going to lunch, yes. Conscience, conscience is going to lunch. You don't understand. You don't understand the, the depth. You just, I, I, I don't want to tell you. Even if you think you know, you don't know. You don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I see, see, what I like, what gets me is that drip right up under the bottom lip. That's see, not a drip. That's yes. flesh. No, but what I'm saying is coming out. That's yes. what I'm saying. It's coming out. It's airborne. Yes. It's not just sitting there. Look, that, yes. that right there is It's nothing. in motion. That's nothing. No, I mean, I'm loving it. I've, I've not seen that on a poster. Okay, I'm loving that. In comparison yeah. to what's gonna happen. Oh, I'm not. Yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. I see. Mm -hmm. mm -mm. 
No, mm-hmm. your mind cannot even comprehend. You, you guys are amazing. You're giving me like the best PR ever. That could ever be well, I'm just telling the damn truth because you know what you did. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know. And I, you I, know I'm, what you did, and then you know what you did after that, and then after yeah. that. I was just like, damn. Matter of fact, do we need to send him some more envelopes so he can go past the envelope? Yes, I mean that's why I called it escalation because once he starts, one whole el- once you know hell breaks loose, it escalates. So you think he's over? Okay, he must be over. You know, it, it's enough. No, it keeps going. It keeps going until you're like, oh my goodness. Exactly. Exactly. And for- this would be like the Star Wars of horror movies. It really is. And I'm telling you, for someone like myself who is into this shit, I was fucking amazed. Yeah. My mouth was open. And yeah, I definitely need to watch it again. I don't know where the hell I could. Can I go buy it someplace to watch it? Uh, it's not It's not still released online. It's not online yet. I will, once the festival run is over, I will put it online so you can watch it. But, you know, meanwhile, I can send you a screen. Uh, you can have the link so you can keep watching and enjoying the gore and the mayhem. Yes, yes, yes. I wasn't <laughs> talking to you. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I guess I'll bring the popcorn and come to your house. No. Nope. Yeah. Wow. Can outside the window. I can listen outside the window. Mm. He's always trying to get in on my good stuff. You see that? Oh my gosh. He's like, after, yeah. He's, I hope he's not after your penis collection. You wanna- uh-huh. No, because you know what? Trust me. You see how that brother look on that screen right there? That's John. Ah, no. I-, <laughs> I thought it was a Twinkie. I thought it was a Twinkie. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a Twinkie. I thought it was a Twinkie. Yeah, that's what you get. You try to get my private screen and shit. Oh, man. <laughs> No, thank you. We, we start like, yeah. talking with about penises, and we end my, you know, my presence on the show with penises. It's amazing. Why not? <laughs> Where else can that happen? But going down on the mic. That's it. That's it. It's it's so appropriate. So appropriate. Thank you so much for coming on here. Thank you, guys. I am so grateful. So appreciative. Um, so, like with everyone, you're you're now, and we are favorite first cousins. Okay favorite first cousins and whenever you're doing something feel free to tag me tag the show we'll put it on our page so this isn't the end we don't forget about you and throw you to the wolves now um throw to the wolves that's another good movie title uh, throw to the wolves yes <laughs> we started throwing the penises to the wolves oh, and, and <laughs> <laughs> right right the FX, right? That's the sequel to the FX, right? Yes, yes. That's why you won't be able to find them later. Maybe that's what, they, what happened to him to that guy that threw him to all his wolves. That's why they were laying down. But anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah. And so we don't kind of throw you to the wolves. We definitely want to keep following and supporting you after this. Um, it's not a ma'am wham bam thank you ma'am type thing so well we definitely want to stay in touch we definitely want to keep supporting you okay yeah. so definitely thank you so much and continue now continue great success and you're going to get to that hundred and surpass it that's okay. right Kay. definitely thank you for coming on yes let us know when you hit the hundred for sure because we're going to share that shit with everybody okay perfect. you know we'll do we come have them come back for the hundred 
we'll do, we, we do the hundred show. We'll do the hundred show. show. Where he can officially announce. Yeah, we'll have severed penis candles and everything. <laughs> okay, first, I want a severed penis candle. <laughs> I guess we have to call Michelle for that. Right. <laughs> Thank okay. you so much. Have a good night. Thank you. Have a good night, now. Thank you. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Yeah. Uh, such a good time. Love, love, Always, love. yeah. Yeah. When I say, like, there are very few people that I fangirl over. Very, very, very few. It's, I work with a lot of celebrities, and I don't give a shit. Respect everybody's work and craft. Right, right. You're just another person. It's all good. It's all cool. No, I love his work. I love his work. I've been uh, following his work for a while. I saw that shit, and oh, my God, I almost lost my mind. Mm. I almost lost my entire fucking mind because, like, you know, in interviewing him, like I said, right. you know, people say a lot of stuff. Right. And it's like, okay, no, 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 no. And then when he said, like, his special effects person quit and he had to do his own thing. I've had directors tell me that shit before. And right. I see it and I'm like, yeah, I could tell you did that shit yourself. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, and so I'm like, okay, well, tell me what scene. But I didn't want to, of course, you don't want to ruin the integrity of a film and have them give too much information over, you know, a thing. Tell me a little thing so I know what part it is. Right, so I could know where to start looking at. Right, 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 right. Because right. we were in the middle of the interview and he said, finger, I'm like, okay, okay. And I watched, you know, I wanted to make sure I watched everyone's film who I interviewed. And his was the one from the last. And it was outside. Cold mm -hmm. as fuck. So cold. Oh, my God. And, you know, in my loop is like, I ain't trying to be cold. Mm -hmm. I am. Oh, I, I am so glad I stayed. I am so glad. That right there. Well, look, at what you, look at what you say. That, that, that right there. That 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 shit right there. Right there. That, <laughs> right there. Right there. <laughs> Baby. Look, I just I can't say enough about it. Like mm -hmm. I cannot like this. Yeah. So this is how this is how good the shit is. For him to be able to show this picture, don't show you shit. Like this is this is like the low point in the film. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this, this is like, yeah, we don't throw this out there. It ain't nothing, so we we'll throw it out there. Yeah. Right. This is what I'm saying. Like to show you this, you think, well, damn. Okay, so he did. No, this tells you nothing. <laughs> well, see, but see, it's it's strange because you and I can look at films differently because we're in the business, right? So we know what it takes. We know what it takes to make their blood come out of wherever. We know what it takes to make a scene look the right way. We know the consistency of the blood. No, that was not blood. That was Prego, damn it. Um, you know, we know. We, we, it, we, wasn't, it wasn't only that. Right. It was also, I'm thinking of the mind that thought of this shit. Yeah. yeah it, takes, it takes a very strange mind like, to put shit, it together. This shit uh, and follow it all the way through. Yeah, this that's mm -hmm. like, like you know, there are some movies you're like, who thought of this? Mm -hmm. Like who, or you know, even some series that you watch, you know, on on, on television or streaming, and you're like, who thought of this episode? Because this shit was dynamic. 
Yeah. You know, who thought to take it there? You know, type thing. Like where you go and you look, who was the writer of this episode? Like it wasn't only the special effects and the acting. It was the like, where did the mind go to say, okay, you can see this happening, okay? Mm -hmm. But then when it went further, and then it went further, like I said, escalation, and it went further, like, how does the mind stretch to that bandwidth and then say, keep going? Yeah. No, 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 no. Keep, my, keep, keep going. No, keep going. We haven't gotten to the end yeah. yet. Mm -hmm. There is no edge. Right. There is no edge. Because every time you create the edge, there's another edge. There is no edge. Right. No, I love it. I love it. Like, you have to, I don't care who you are, if you are anywhere near a film festival that this is playing in, you need to get there, man. Because this right here is mm -hmm. worth seeing. It is worth seeing. Yeah. Like, I love, I love the series Saw. Right. I love that series because it's some crazy ass shit in there. Like, it's some stuff like, who about to do that type shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, have you ever, have you watched Saw before? I've watched, I've watched parts of it. Yeah. Some of them. Okay. Like, it's some crazy like shit. Some of those things you're like, who about to, what is wrong with you? Like one of my favorite ones is when she falls down into the pit of hypodermic needles. Okay. And I'm like, oh my God, Becky. <laughs> like, because you could feel it. It, it. There is nothing you could do. Right. Every move you make is needles. I don't care what you do if you breathe. Right. Needles. Needles. Not to mention your weight. Yeah. Yeah. It don't matter. Right. Not There's no no escape. Right. No, it's not escaping it. Yeah. Who thought of that? Hey. Somebody somebody who's sitting in their house got some real bad intentions for somebody. You know, the one that snatches the face and head all the way open. All the way open, yeah. Like, who thought of that? Hey. You know, all those different torture devices and different things. Like, who, what's going on in your fucking head? <laughs> I love it. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is... You have, you have to think, what is going on in somebody's head that they could put this together like this? Right. And it's like, okay. Wherever this person is, I need to leave. They used to think that way about Tarantino's films. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tarantino's yeah. films were the same way. They were like, what's really happening? This is it on a horror level, man. Right, this is it on a horror level. Exactly. Like, this shit took it far, 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 far. And I'm like, wow. And for it to be a short, you just did not expect this. And like he was saying, like, with Finally You, like, it is Finally You, even to this date, is the most blood I have ever used on a horror film. Still to this day, most blood. And well, now, it's so funny that he said that because he was able to recognize so well, yeah. much blood. So well, much because blood. the blood has got to be the same consistency for each shot. And so 
it takes a certain talent to know, okay, I'm I need to have this amount well, well, not ready. Not that, the amount of injuries because both people are serial killers. Right. Right. That, that have found each other and they're fucking killing each other while they're loving each other. Right, right. <laughs> but, but, but that's but there's an art to that. There's an art to I've seen some I've seen some FX people show up at the set. I'm not gonna mention any names or any movies. But um I've seen them show up and they've got this uh pint of blood that they want to use. And it's pre-mixed. It's in a it's it's in a small paint can, all mixed up and everything. And from their own little personal stock, I guess. Wow. But what bothers me is that you get to the scenes where you really need a lot of blood, and ooh, I I, I don't I don't have enough to make it look the way you want it to look. Now, your movie, I'm estimating. That was a good gallon, if not more. Oh, way more. Right, that's what I'm saying. Because there was one scene where I know there was a gallon that was used just on that one scene. Well, so, we, she took a bite out of right here. That's what I'm saying. We got main arteries, and so look. It was constantly pumping. And we had three people back here. Uh-huh. Three people back here with three different apparatus because, and this is what I love about Jamie. One of the many things I love about Jamie is that he listens and he had the understanding that he wanted it realistic. And if you want it realistic, then you're just not going to have one little squirt coming out. No, no. you just bit right, right. here. There's going to be stuff going like this if she bit right there. Right. And I need some other people to assist me right now. And we're all going to, because it's going to not just go like this. That's not what realistically happens when you bite like that. Because it's curved. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's not just straight. But see, that that comes from you being an honorary member of the Vampire Club. And, 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 and a business. member... And a member of the Wolf Gang Club and all that, so so you understand. <laughs> well, I, I, look, I ain't mad at you. You know, you joined the club so you can learn what you learn. I'm not mad at you, but yeah. Well, before right before COVID, um, I was actually, and I I've been telling people this. I was getting ready to start with the um, I lost the damn name of it. Not the coroner. No, yeah, the coroner. The coroner, yeah. To go start picking up bodies with them. Oh, I'm quiet. I'm good. I I, I got to, I'm like, he's not muted. You know, brother ain't muted. What you heard with me stop breathing. I'm like, okay. I mean, I I understand that that's part of your learning process. Because I already watch... um, you know, live autopsies and study pictures and, and all that type of stuff online. But, or however, I wanted to start going to see legitimately and legally. <laughs> you know so, so, so how are you going to do this? Would you going to be like the, like, the, 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 like the dead person? Oh, okay. They do write-alongs for the police. You sign up. 
Okay, I thought you were well, gonna be I'm like not. the dead person's Uber or something. What is wrong with you? I'm just asking a question, you know. What is the dead person's Uber? Well, I didn't know. Do dead people call Ubers? You know what? When you find one, ask them. When you find one, ask them. Not the kid? No, I'm good. I am too. I am not. I am not. I am not. Mm. And then I'm also looking at um, starting to do some mortuary makeup services. Now, that's where, that's where you're going to do what you do. Yeah. That's what you're going to do. And, and it's strange that you would say that. Sure. But, but, well, no, I'm going to tell you why. Because, um, you know, we were just talking about my brother who I love dearly. Yeah. Um, he would tell me, I, I, I've got to go out of town. So-and-so passed and I need to do, that I need to do their hair. Uh -huh. And he would say that with a, when he said it to me, because he said it to me on many occasions, but he would say it in a way where he was proud that they, that he was asked. Uh -huh. But then he had this tone as though, you know, like, hey, but it's not something I want to do. Right. Yeah. And, and, and then he, then he said, you know, hey, I've got to go to so-and-so's because they asked me and they were good friends. You know, they're good friends. Right. You know, that that is a, a, a dedication that I still have not acquired in terms of that. What do to you be, mean? Well, because I've watched, I've, I've watched, uh, I've watched morticians. I've watched uh, uh, hairstylists who've come in and and done work and really uh -huh. done some good work. And it is amazing to me the work that can get done uh -huh. and, the, and how it is done. And um, Pierre used to laugh. You know, he'd come back and tell me. And he said, well... There's art to it, and you have to know that instead of you moving the chair around, you have to move around because the chair ain't going nowhere. Right. And so that was like, you know, I never thought about that, but okay. You know, that type of thing. And we talk about it briefly, you know, and then he make a little stupid comment, which, you know, used to make me kind of choke. He said, unlike you, when you keep moving your head while I'm trying to do your head. And he'd yank my head around, you know. <laughs> so, so it was it was on the tail of those conversations that uh, that I'm going to truly miss. Yeah. Um, so, you know, those those are things that um, huh. that that sometimes you look back and you go, you know, it's amazing how we got on this subject, and it brings you right back to that brother. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So. I'm, I'm, for what we're doing, uh, I would love to see more done for him, uh, in, in terms of honoring him because Pierre Scott, hair by Pierre, did more work for this community and in this community that 
unless you were on the inside, unless you were somebody like Boss Baby Miller, myself, Kendra. Yeah, when I looked, I said, I wish I would have known even more of the magnitude of stuff he was doing and whatever. Um, he would cook. He would cook some restaurant quality. Five, I'm talking about five-star restaurant yeah. type stuff. And uh, it was just a talent he had. And and the, the every year we'd do, and I say we because I'd be down there hustling boxes or uh, taking pictures or whatever the case may be of the work he was doing in the community to make sure kids had school supplies. Right, right. Okay. Wait, let me let me <laughs> let me tell you a funny from the last time I saw him, which was at um, at Terrence's uh, uh, show when his kids were, you know, walking in the show. Mm. And so, uh, you know, I was over backstage with the hair and makeup, and uh, I didn't I didn't know that those were his kids. And so he came backstage and so you know I'm excited to see him like, hey. And uh his daughter, one of his daughters came over. And then all of a sudden, I'm you know, I'm talking and his wife was right here and I'm right here and he's right here. And then the other chick that had been backstage, uh, all of a sudden she came over and then he took his arm and did this push and pushed me out the way. And I was like, oh. And so he was like, um, so what did you say about my baby's hair? I was like, what's going on? So I knew that the other chick had said that, you know, she was changing the beads on the bottom of the little girl's hair. Go ask your mom or whatever, whatever. But evidently, she also said something about they were ghetto looking or something like that which I didn't know. And that was Pierre's daughter. You know, he had done her hair. And so he was like, I'm coming back here to find out who it was that said this was ghetto or something. Right. And I was like, uh-oh. And so he didn't push me out the way. And he dealing with the girl who said it. And I'm like... And she was like, well, no. And they got that, whatever. And he's like, because I don't do nothing ghetto. She's like, no, no, no. I meant they need to match this, 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 this. Well, oh, but that's not what you said. And I'm just like, she's like, no, that's not what I mean. And she left. And I was like, well, damn, you just pushed me down. He's like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, it's okay. He's like, well, I'm trying to get to the I'm like, I understand. No, <laughs> I understand. He, yeah. So, but, so we went, we doing the show out there and we watching mm -hmm. it and I'm sitting there and so I had some popcorn and so I reached back to the toy. I'm like, you want some popcorn? And so I just turned back around and started eating. Next thing I know, it was a hand in front of my face and it was Pierre's hand. Like, give me some damn popcorn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, my bad. <laughs> right, you done went to that side of the room then come back over here. <laughs> I was like, my bad. <laughs> you know. My bad. And so he was like, oh, yeah, and I came up here for my boys. I'm like, which one of your boys? And so then they came in. And I was like, oh, they ain't been doing nothing wrong. He's like, oh, no, Terrence said they was. I said, oh. I said, well, they didn't do nothing wrong in front of me. He's like, oh, yeah, Terrence said they was cutting up. I'm not going for that shit. I said, okay. 
Being, you know, being as as a father, Pierre raised his own children and raised damn near every child that came into that shop because there were people who shall remain nameless who would come to that shop, drop their kids off, and just go run the street. Right. Well. <laughs> fine but what they didn't understand was that child was getting an education that they would never get at home mm-hmm. and there was a certain standard adult child whatever right that, right. that, that you maintained when you were around him oh school now if you were in you were on the inside we could have some fun we could do some things we, we you know we had we had a little more leeway than the general public. But even so, to understand the dynamics of him, no, he doesn't do anything ghetto. So, yeah, when he heard that word ghetto, that's what set him off. It wasn't that the beads didn't match. And I had stepped in the middle not knowing. <laughs> no, he gets he, he gets kind of laser. You know, it's kind of like, no, this is what I'm going after. I'm gonna need you to slide your behind out the way. I'll talk to you in a minute. Love you dearly, and and and, and go on about what you got to do. Not but knowing yeah. what the fuck was going uh, on, because uh, uh, he done that to me on a few occasions, you know. He and that arm, he's like, mm-hmm, and I'm like oh. yeah, yeah. And it, it's funny because we have a little clip. Pierre's had to move the shop a couple of times, and he'd call this no moving army, and we'd all come. And we'd move him to the next location. That was suiting his purposes better. And we all stuck with him. No matter where he went in the valley, he knew, well, I know these many heads are going to show up. And that was it. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to miss the, the camaraderie. I'm going to miss the, okay, what are we doing now? Okay, uh, Pierre was big on spoiling people, but he was big on being spoiled. When it was his birthday, don't not recognize it. Don't 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 not don't not recognize it. So I had to roll up in there a couple of times with some, you know, like I did with you with the magic case. <laughs> yeah, I had to do that with him, like. Two, two, three times, you know, roll up with the magic case. And he just laughed. And that was it. Um, the relationship that, that he had with uh, with Boss Baby and her family was a very, uh, looking at it from the inside, from the outside in, mm-hmm. it was a very, it was a very magical and special relationship. Uh, those kids were his kids. They're Boss Babies and her husband's. But they knew that once they got out that car and got to him, the rules was the same. Don't come up in here starting nothing. <laughs> you know, and the trust and love that they had between those two families was was, was something I hadn't seen uh, since I was a little boy in, in, in some of the families that I grew up in. So uh, that's why I know Boss Baby is... is this, this is hitting her kind of different from the rest of us. Right. Yeah. And, and so I, I really feel uh, 
feel for her and, and, and the family. And I know that uh, we all know he's in a better place, but it, it's not the pill that we wanted to swallow this soon. That's what it comes down to. But uh, I, I'm going to miss the brother. I'm going to miss him dearly. Uh, and it goes without saying that there are going to be a lot of people, haters included, that are going to miss him because he, cause he made them step their game up. He made them step their game up. They knew if they even wanted to get close. <laughs> they had to step their game up. I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. I'm going to say it. It like was that. no joke. No, no. Wasn't no joke. Wasn't no joke at all. Matter of fact, um, he was the first and only person in Arizona to ever touch my wife's hair. That'll give you an idea. Uh, my wife's got some very long silver gray hair. And uh, she was the only one. He, he was the only one that she would let even touch it. And that was it. So uh, it, it's... Well. He will definitely be missed. Yeah. I am going to um, bring up, we're going to have our motivational from off of, let me see if I can get the sound on here, from off of Stephanie's page here. Anybody else? Let's Let see. Know. First of all, it's such a beautiful metaphor for life. You don't quit because you're tired. Give yourself enough breaks to keep going up the hill. As I've shared before, don't look at how far you have to go. Because I just was looking at my feet going up. That's all I saw was my feet. Yeah. But, but you look at how far good. you've come. come. Turn yeah. around and look at how far you've come. And you go, wow. remember that time yes. you looked around? And yes. Just, Whoa. Look we at how that. far we've yes. come. As we begin another year, another season, another journey of life through this particular season. Look at how far you've come. Yes. Give yourself the time and the breaks you need to get to where you need to go. And don't compare yourself to anybody else. Run your own race. And keep going. And keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. First of all. What was that, a video of Oprah going from one house to the other? No. I mean, she got like 22 houses on her property. I mean, you know. <laughs> no, we're going to start... Um, because Stephanie would get bodied by Stephanie. She has, um, she does motivational things on her page too. And so we're going to start sharing some of those on the show just to help out. You know what I mean? Because who do I want some motivation? Who do I need some? Even if you think you don't, just some sharing some motivational things on the show also. No, that's um, great. That's so great. Making some time for that. Uh, in addition to that, because um, I'm watching the clock here, um, we're going to be um, opening the door for another show to come in. Remember uh, Tracy Allman and the Simpsons show? Yeah. Uh, Simpsons started out well uh, with Terrence. Uh, they have some of their students who started a podcast. And so um, we're going to be giving them an opportunity to kind of feed off of our show, to have a very small segment in there where we um, show, uh, we haven't determined how much time, very small amount of time to help them grow their show. So kind of like how the Simpsons did off Tracy Ullman's show. So right. a very small segment in there that they have the show recording of their show in our show um, to kind of help them grow their show. 
uh, starting out. I've met with them. Very nice young crew, um, high school students, um, nice young people who um, have a love for what they're doing and uh, talk to them quite a bit, met with them quite a bit, and um, just to help them out, kind of doing our giving back to the community type thing. Um, but just adding some other things to the mix for the show that I've been working on for quite a bit of time. And so we're looking at how we can integrate those things in here also. So, I remember you telling me about that, yeah. Yeah, so so just some other good things coming down the down the pipeline. That's, That's going to be good. That's going to yeah. be good. Yes, yes, yes. So guys, uh, uh, just right quick before we get off of here, um, I will be broadcasting live from the um, Empowered Magazine three-day summit, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Oh my gosh, had a lot lined up. Uh, Chris Lane Media will be there doing videos and all other types of stuff. So I'm sure you'll see him running around, or well, not running around, but you know what no, I'm saying. No, brother don't run, brother don't run. Hustling, doing his thing type stuff with a camera. Um, and uh, yes, that's a cool way to inspire the next generation. Absolutely. Um, and I think that that's important and doesn't cost us a damn thing to, you know, give them that little bit of inspiration. And as I told them, then they're required to reach back and help someone else. So we don't instill that in them and show them by example, and they never learn how to do that. Um, so just wanted to share that uh we have like three minutes i'm going to give you this time to uh say what you say at the end uh right quick before we jump off of here well as always i want to say thank you to my wife for supporting me in this journey of life that we're in together and supporting all of my endeavors and empowering me to do the things I can do. So I love you and I thank you for the support. And I want to say thank you to all of our listeners and viewers, whether you're watching us live or listening to us live. Thank you to our guest that we had on, CKB. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you to all of our amazing uh, sponsors, Moni Les Effects, Chris Lay Media, Lighthouse Styling and Beauty, Get Body by Stephanie, and WUBI Ubiquity Radio. Thank you so much. You guys, we will see you later. Uh, sooner or later and make sure to subscribe follow and share this and if you are looking at being a guest on the show go to our twitter page and click that book uh book a guest click that link on there and um, that will send the request through to us and it will be reviewed and see about getting you on the show thank you so much and have a good one bye-bye peace can we stop the arguing? Can we take a moment where we can calm down? It's just so exhausting.